You are Locked On Hoosiers, your daily podcast on the Indiana Hoosiers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, Hoosiers? This is it. We finally have gotten here. We're one day away. Uh, I've brought you guys along on this journey, and I greatly appreciate all the support, but we are on the doorstep of the start of the college football season. Of course, this is Locked on Hoosiers, your daily source for IU Athletic News. I'm your friend, your host, Jacob Rude. I appreciate all you guys for making this part of your day. It's been quite the journey to get to this point. I'm excited. I'll make sure you guys leave today's episode with all the information you could need for tomorrow's game for the Hoosiers against Iowa. We have everything you need to know before kickoff. We're going to look at three key matchups I think will go a long way in deciding Saturday's contest. And then we're going to take a little lap around the Big Ten to recap a game on Thursday. Yes, the Big Ten played on Thursday. Look ahead to Friday and Saturday's games so you guys know where you can catch all the Big Ten action as well as your Hoosiers this weekend. College football isn't the only thing starting. The NFL season is about to begin and nobody covers it like the Locked On Podcast Network. Going on right now through September 8th, Locked On's Ultimate Season Preview is taking you through every team, every division, with the help of Odyssey's Ross Tucker and Jason LaCafora. Follow the Ultimate Season Preview 2021 feed on the Odyssey app or wherever you guys get your podcasts. Start tuning in now and catch the rest of the previews. Before we jump into our episode as well, as always, you guys can subscribe to the Locked on Hoosiers podcast wherever you're listening to your favorite podcasts. We are done, finished with the preseason, finished with all the talk leading into Game 1 except for today, (laughs) but we appreciate the support. Be sure you guys subscribe before Saturday's game, and then we will have you covered through the rest of the season. Follow us on Twitter at LO underscore Hoosiers, on Instagram at Locked on Hoosiers. Guys, honestly, I'm just excited for this football game. I know I'm going to be all over the place today, but we have some things written down, so I'm going to try not to forget everything. We're going to go through all the basics. Obviously, this will be number 18, Iowa, versus number 17, Indiana. Kickoff is set for 3.30 p.m. It's at Kinnick Stadium in Iowa City, Iowa. Uh, The game will be on Big Ten Network for all of you in your local uh, IU area. The game should be pretty easy to find. Some interesting things going on at the stadium. So vaccination will not be required. In case you're going to the game itself, Uh, be sure to tweet at us if you guys are there. I will... Uh, Be looking, hopefully, for some tweets from you guys. But like I said, vaccination not required. However, vaccine shots will be available for fans. No appointment needed. They'll start at 9 a.m. You can show up. They'll have uh, multiple different types of shots available. You guys can go get your vaccine while you're there. There's no mask mandate, nothing like that. Be safe if you're going to the stadium. We talked, we joked. Uh, be sure you guys get vaccinated so that IU can spit in the brass platoon this season, if for no other reason, once we beat Michigan State again. It's going to be an entirely cashless concessions. I think that's probably going to be uh, the case for everywhere, just to help uh, mitigate the spread. That's just a simple way to do so. Looking at the line ahead of Saturday's game, it has bounced around a little bit. We've kind of monitored it throughout the preseason, but Iowa is going to head into this game right now a three and a half point favorite. Uh, they money line 
are minus 190 to win the game, Indiana plus 165. Depending on how confident you are in the Hoosiers, we've bounced back and forth a little bit. Over-under is set at 46. If we want to look at the all-time series between the two, we alluded to this a little bit when breaking down the schedule earlier this preseason with Ben Rafel. Uh, Be sure, if you guys haven't already, to go give that a listen before the season starts. But Iowa, not surprisingly, controls this series. That's pretty much the case with every football series IU is involved in. Iowa all-time is 45-28-4. They've won the last three games. IU's last win came on uh, in 2012. They won 24-21 to in Bloomington. Uh, since then, Iowa's won in 2014. They won in 2015, and they won in 2018. I believe that 2018 game was a game in which they threw for six touchdowns, I want to say. That was early in the Tom Allen era, and the Hoosiers struggled there a couple games in a row, I believe, uh, to stop the pass. I believe that was also the week before, after the Dwayne Haskins game, where he also threw for six touchdowns. So it was a reoccurring trend for the Hoosiers, unfortunately, during that span. Uh, the Hoosiers' last win in Iowa City was in 2007. So dating back to 2007, IU has only won twice against Iowa. Now, that isn't a terribly huge amount of games. Obviously, them being in the other division means that the Hoosiers only play them sparingly. So... It's only been a small handful, eight games, but, uh, well, nine games counting that IU win. So Iowa's won seven of the last eight games. So this is one of those situations where IU is going to have to kind of buck a trend to get a win on Saturday. We saw them do that a lot. We've obviously talked a lot this week, throughout the week, about this Iowa team. But there are three key matchups, I think, that the Hoosiers are going to need to win if they are going to win Saturday's game. They come on both sides of the ball. We will talk about that here in just a minute. But before we do that, did you know that Built Bar has so many delicious flavors? There's really something for everyone. Doesn't matter if it's coconut, cherry barcia, raspberry, mint brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel, strawberry, orange, cookies and cream is going to always be my pick, German chocolate, whatever it is. Built Bar has you covered. Honestly, if multiple of those sounded good, like they did to me, get a mix box. You'll get two of each of the nine flavors, get to try a little bit of everything, and maybe you fall in love with one of the flavors, and that becomes your favorite. Not only are they best tasting, they're also healthy too. You have 17 to 18 grams of protein, calories ranging from 130 to 180, only 4 to 5 grams of sugar, and 4 to 5 grams of net carbs. Go to built.com today, use promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off your order. Again, that is promo code LOCKED15 at built.com to get 15% off your order. Don't waste your time today. Head over there. Make sure you guys get some great tasting, healthy, amazing flavors today. So if I use going to win this game, there's a couple areas that I think they are going to have to win uh, matchup wise to me, the biggest one is going to be the IU offensive line against the Iowa defensive line. We've talked a lot about this offensive line. 
The coaching staff has talked about this offensive line. To me, though, it was the quote we mentioned in Thursday's episode that Nick Sheridan gave where he simply said, talk is cheap. And the talking's done. It's time to put up or shut up. And the Hoosiers can talk about having an improved line. Certainly at times felt like it couldn't get worse than it was last season. Uh, But the Hoosiers now need to show that they are going to have an improved offensive line. Now we've talked about how tough it is going to be to face Iowa opening week on the road. There is some sense that this could actually be a bit of a good thing if you're one of those glass half full types of people. The Iowa defensive and offensive line, teaser, we'll get to them in a second, are both going to to be replacing multiple pieces that they lost due to graduation, entering the NFL and whatnot. So in that sense, there may not be a better time for the Hoosiers to get a crack at this Iowa team than week one before they have some things figured out. If there's anything IU has going for it on that offensive line, it is continuity, familiarity. This is a group that has played together for a little bit now. They have the big transfer come in, Zach Carpenter from Michigan. They have some familiar names around him. Hopefully he'll be able to bring some stability to the center of that offensive line and IU can improve around him because if the Hoosiers can win that battle on the offensive line, establish the run game, and protect Michael Penix, then this offense is going to be really, really tough to stop. And at that point, you have enough faith in your defense to be able to show up as they did last season and help get the Hoosiers the win. That leads us to the second battle I will be watching, which is just the flip of the first one. Iowa's offensive line versus Iowa's defensive line. Iowa is known for just having big hogs in the in the trenches. Again, on the offensive line, they're going to be replacing some people, though they have one of the nation's top centers in Tyler Linderbaum. He will be a force, but the people around him aren't quite as, uh, I guess, familiar as the Hoosiers will be with their role. So again, more than anything, the Hoosier defensive line needs to step up and have a level of production that wasn't always there last season. There are names that have been talked about throughout the preseason, whether it's Ryder Anderson, Jaron Handy, you have James Head Jr. returning. There are guys there that should be able to give you production, but the Hoosiers have to get more production from that area than they did last season. Most specifically, they are going to have to get to the quarterback, something that they did not do last year very often especially outside of Jerome Johnson who was really the lone guy who created kind of those havoc plays for the Hoosiers last season on the defensive line so two big tests in the trenches for the Hoosiers this weekend the other big thing I will be watching is IU secondary versus Spencer Petrus IU secondary we've talked a lot about they are one of the top well they're the top position group I think on the team they're going to be one of the best secondaries in all of Big Ten football this year this is a chance for them to take advantage of a favorable matchup Spencer Petrus was uh, very average last season to be quite frank he was ninth in the conference in yards per attempt he was fifth in yardage total but he was ninth in completion percentage He just 
I mean, like I said, a very average quarterback through five interceptions in eight games. The Hoosiers thrive on those takeaways. So this is a chance for Indiana secondary to really step up. And if they're able to get those takeaways, whether it's the interceptions, whether it's fumbles that they're able to create, Again, the extra possessions are always huge, and you don't want to rely on takeaways, but that has become such an M.O. for the uh, Hoosier defense that at times it almost feels like you can rely on them to get a takeaway of some sort. That is not something you want to start doing. That is not a way that you can play defense just assuming you're going to get takeaways. I don't expect Tom Allen or Charlton Warren to have the Hoosiers thinking that way. But as a fan, it feels like this Hoosier defense can create those extra possessions for the offense, which could be key on the road in a pretty rocking atmosphere. If you guys saw the Minnesota-Ohio State game, which we'll talk about here in a minute on Thursday, those Minnesota fans were pumping. And that first half, that place was rocking. It was rolling. I imagine it's going to be that and more on Saturday for Iowa because this is a big ranked matchup. This is a game that Iowa is going to feel it can and probably should win. So while Minnesota ultimately let it get away from them in the second half, Iowa should be in this game the whole time. So I think the fans are going to be rocking. If you can kill some of that momentum with takeaways and the big plays on the defensive end against a quarterback who has struggled He's going to have a receiving core that is inexperienced. This is, if there's any one matchup, I think the Hoosiers are going to win most convincingly. It's going to be the secondary against those wide receivers. So the battle is going to be just to what degree they'll be able to lock down those receivers. And if they're able to turn that into interceptions or as we've seen throughout the years, that secondary is going to get to the quarterback at times as well, whether it's your Reese Taylors, your Taiwan Mullins, Marcelino Ball might be up there as a Husky, uh, whoever it ends up being, Jalen Williams. Those guys are going to be up at the line of scrimmage at times, just creating those havoc type of plays. If there's any one position group I am most excited to watch on Saturday, it is going to be that super, super talented secondary uh, just to see what they are going to be able to do against a receiving core and a quarterback that they should be able to have a foothold on. So if the Hoosiers are able to win those three matchups, I think they're going to be able to come out of Saturday's game with a victory. I have enough faith in people like Ty Freifogel, like Michael Penix, like Micah McFadden in the linebacking core, that they will perform at a certain level usually a pretty high level this season. So if the rest of those matchups go the Hoosiers way, then we're looking at a pretty good day on Saturday. Now, I want to make sure you guys have all the information around the Big Ten for this weekend as well. So we will jump to recap a little bit about the Ohio State-Minnesota game, look ahead to games on Friday and Saturday as well, maybe pick some games that are going to be exciting to watch. Not just as a neutral fan, but if you're a betting fan as well, we'll make sure you guys have those lines as well. Speaking of, it's that time of year again, and all eyes are turning to football as teams are back on the gridiron to start the football season. 
And betonline.ag has you guys covered. We mentioned some of the lines earlier in the episode. And honestly, if I had to pick one line from this IU game that I'm most comfortable with, as confident as I am in the Hoosiers overall, I think the number I would go with is the over 46. Last season, this was two really strong offenses, and based on last season's just simply scoring averages per game, it is well above this 46 figure. I know I just talked about how good this IU secondary is going to be, but there are going to be, I mean, you have to expect a certain level of kind of rust you're shaking off and mistakes to be made in week one of the season. I think this is going to turn into a bit of a shootout. We'll see if the Hoosiers are able to come away with enough stops defensively to come away with the win. I think that's what's going to be be coming down to, though. I think this offense will be able to score. So if I were to take a line heading into the game, and I probably will, to be honest, it would be that over 46 number. Now, Bet Online has you guys covered with everything you need for college football. The NFL, they have the online's biggest half million dollar NFL mega contest. They have the world's largest $200,000 NFL survivor contest. So head on over there today, get signed up, whether it's your mobile device, your computer, use promo code locked on to get a 100% welcome bonus. Be sure to also take advantage of their super promo where you can make a bet on the NFL season opener on September 9th between the Bucks and Cowboys. And if you lose, you'll be refunded up to $25 for new customers only when using promo code NFL100. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Now, I'm not really a fan of it, but there was football on Thursday night. Ohio State traveled to Minnesota, as we mentioned, for what turned out to be a fairly interesting contest. Uh, Ohio State jumped out to a 10-0 lead, looked like that game was going to quickly be a route. The first half really turned on a fourth and one call that P.J. Fleck made, and Minnesota reeled off 14 straight points going into halftime. They led. Now, they gave a stat, an ominous one at halftime, that the last time Ohio State trailed at the half, it was that infamous uh, 2017 game, which also came on opening night of the season, in which the Hoosiers led 14-13 to at the break. And then similar to that game, that IU game where uh, Ohio State ended up winning 49-21, they went ahead and won 45-31 on Thursday. It wasn't the most convincing, even though some of the stats might say so. CJ Stroud threw for four touchdowns and an interception. He he didn't look that that good to me. That stat line is, uh, is generous to him, I would say. Mayan Williams had... 125 yards and a touchdown, had a big 71-yard touchdown in the first half. The usual suspects for Minnesota, Tanner Morgan, only 205 yards and a touchdown, though in the red zone in that first half, Minnesota's receivers I thought looked really good. Muhammad Ibrahim was dominant, which you would expect. 30 rushes, 116 yards, two touchdowns. He's a force. He's one of the best players, not just running backs, best players in the Big Ten. He is going to be somebody to watch throughout the season, I think. But nonetheless, Ohio State comes away with a win. Maybe didn't answer all the questions that you would hope so, but when you have talent like 
Mayan Williams, Master Teague is still there. Chris Olave, Garrett Wilson, they have just an incredible amount of talent, and that's all it's going to take for some of these games. So impressive second half from them. Friday, tonight, you guys are going to have Michigan State versus Northwestern, if you're interested. Northwestern will be a three-and-a-half-point favorite, which is a little surprising, but I know Michigan State is still a little bit down and trying to build back up. Be a nice little, maybe if you want to do some scouting before Michigan State plays the Hoosiers later in the season, that game will be on ESPN on Friday. Saturday, though, is where we are going to get all the action. Penn State-Wisconsin is a game I will certainly be tuning into. Wisconsin, a five and a half point favorite. The Hoosiers don't face the Badgers this year. They obviously do face Penn State. We will get a sense of whether this is a different Penn State team than the one the Hoosiers faced last year. My bet would pretty safely be on yes. That game will be on noon on Fox. Rutgers and Temple will be at noon on the Big Ten Network. That'll be the game preceding IU. Rutgers is a 14.5 point favorite. Listen, I'm not sure Rutgers should be a 14.5 point favorite on anyone, but... We will see. Greg Schiano certainly has a lot of believers, but with Rutgers football, it is a show me type of situation right now until they show me elsewise. I'm just not really sure about them. Michigan will face Western Michigan at noon on ESPN. Michigan's a 17 point favorite. Nebraska will face Fordham on noon on Big Ten Network as well. Depending on what region you guys are in, you'll see either that Nebraska or Fordham game. There's no line on that game. Nebraska is about a 40-point favorite. So uh, if you want to see them presumably bounce back from week one, you guys can catch that potentially on Big Ten. Maryland will face West Virginia at 3.30 on ESPN if you guys want to record that. Uh, Maryland is a two-and-a-half-point underdog in that game. Purdue will face Oregon State on Fox Sports 1 at 7 o'clock. Purdue is a seven-point favorite. That will certainly be a game of interest for me just to see what state Purdue is in and whether they, Jeff Brom and company are able to have gotten things turned around, basically. Not really sure about Purdue. And lastly, Illinois will be playing UTSA at 7.30 on the Big Ten Network. That game will obviously follow the Hoosiers and Iowa. Illinois is a five-point favorite. We will see whether it was a matter of Nebraska being really bad in week one or Illinois being decent. I would assume it's a little bit of both, probably more Nebraska being really bad. That'll do it, guys. We got you through the podcast. We got you through the week. We got you through the preseason. Next time I will be talking to you guys, we will be breaking down an actual football game played on an actual gridiron. I am excited. Before that podcast, though, after the game on Saturday, we will have a rapid reaction on our uh, Twitter. Be sure to follow at LO underscore Hoosiers. I'm also also going to be tweeting during the game, interacting with you guys. So be sure to head over there, give us a follow, and uh, let's make this a conversation. I want this all to be a conversation, so that's one way to do it. We'll be back on Monday. We'll have analysis of the game. We'll have a breakdown of the game. Hopefully it's a victory and hopefully it is a fun game to break down. 
If you haven't already, subscribe to the podcast, leave a rating and review. It helps us out tremendously. You guys have been awesome throughout all this. Each week has been better than the previous. This has been our biggest week yet, and hopefully we are able to continue that trend throughout the season. While you're over there subscribing to our podcast, head on over to the Locked on Bets podcast, hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. They have everything you could need, daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favored, uh, locks of the day, whatever it is, they have you covered. So follow the Locked on Bets podcast, brought to you by betonline.ag, wherever you get podcasts. This is it, guys. Let's go Hoosiers. Have a great Friday. Have a great weekend. And L-E-O.